بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والعاقبة للمتقين ولا عدوان إلا على الظالمين وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين نبينا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين ومن اقتدى بسنته إلى يوم الدين أما بعد قال النووي رحمه الله تعالى عن أبي هرارة عبد الرحمن بن صخر رضي الله عنه قال سمعت رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يقول ما نهيتكم عنه فاجتنبوه وما أمرتكم به فأت منه ما استطعتم فإنما أهلك الذين من قبلكم كثرة مسائلهم واختلافهم على أنبيائهم رواه البخاري ومسلم Anawi Rahmullah, he mentions in his uh, ninth hadith, in the collection of 40 hadith from the Jawami' in Kalami Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said that upon Abu Huraira, Abdurrahman ibn Sakhrin, radiyallahu an, he said that he heard the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam say, that which I have Forbidden to you, fetch tenibu, stay away from it. Wama amartukum. Now that what which I have ordered you to do, fetu minhu mastatum. Do as much of it as you can, as you have the ability to do. Fainama ahla kalladina min kablikum. Kathratu masa ilihim wahtilafumada ambiahim. And that is that those who were destroyed from before you, that which destroyed them was their excessive, unnecessary questioning and their disagreeing with their anbiya, them disagreeing with their prophets. Them disagreeing with their prophets. Regarding this, Barakallahu Feekum, this hadith is azim. And this hadith is from the usul that has ulama have mentioned in their books of fiqh and the books of ahkam and the jawami' rulings extrapolated from this hadith are plenty. So we start with point number one and that is the takhrij of this hadith. This hadith Ra'ul Bukhari wa Muslim is a Collected by Bukhari or Muslims, collected by Imam Muslim, Imam Bukhari, fi kitab al-Tisambi kitab wa sunnah. It's collected in the chapter of, or the the chapter of uh, clinging to the book and the sunnah, clinging to the Quran and the sunnah. Bukhari entered this narration in that category. Upon the sub title iqtida'u bi sunani rasulillahi sallallahu alayhi wasallam and that is taken as guidance the sunnah of the messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam and this in itself shows the importance of this hadith in that bukhari placed it under that chapter of clinging to the sunnah to the quran and the sunnah and adhering to the sunan 
the prophetic traditions and way of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And Imam uh, Imam Muslim rahimullah taala, he mentioned this hadith in Kitab al Fadail. He mentioned this hadith in Kitab al Fadail in the in the book of uh, virtues. In the book of virtues, and under the subtitle Tawqirihi or Tawqiruhu sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And that is the reverence of reverend, the reverence of the Messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and in following him and obeying his commands sallallahu alaihi wasallam and staying away from his prohibitions. So clearly, the chapters in which Bukhari he mentioned, Imam Bukhari rahimahullah taala he mentioned uh, this hadith and also the uh, the same the same regarding Imam Muslim. It shows the station of uh, this narration. Uh, and Abu Hurairah that he heard the Messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam say. That's point number one. Point number two is that this hadith is narrated by Abu Hurairah. Abu Hurairah was from the most frequent narrators of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Bel he was the most. Aktharu man rawa. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Abu Hurairah. He's the most companion that's narrated hadith on the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Over 5,000 narrations he narrated on Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Over 5,000 narrations. And here, uh, An-Nawwi rahimahullah ta'ala, he mentions his name. Because obviously that which is known in many asaneed is An-Abi Hurairah Fahasb. And he mentioned Abu Huraira only. But that's not his name. That's his kunya. His name is Abdul Rahman ibn Sakhrin. Radiyallahu an. His name is Abdul Rahman. Uh, but the ulama, they differed as to what his name was. Some mentioned that his name was Abdullah. And some mentioned that his name was Abdul Rahman. And the correct is that his name is Abdul Rahman. That his name is Abdul Rahman. And this is the most authentic and correct opinion uh, as it relates to his uh, his actual name. He was called Abu Huraira, Kunya bi Abu Huraira. He was called Abu Huraira because he used to have a cat. He used to have a cat and the cat used to be with him and he used to be with the cat. And because of his companionship with the cat, he was called Abu Huraira. Abu Huraira from Hurrah. And he had a cat. Because he was so close to his cat. Radiyallahu an. Point number... Point number three. And that is the statement of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallama. Ma nahaytukum anhu fajtanibuhu. That which I have forbidden to you, avoid it. Here, this is... An important point here, and that is here we have to understand the meaning of a nahi, the meaning of a prohibition. And in the previous hadith, we mentioned the meaning of a command, and we mentioned the meaning of the command, and that is talab al fil ala wajil istila, and that's seeking to do or want to do an action by one who is more superior and that is of course Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah commanded the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam 
in the previous hadith, umirtu, I've been commanded. So the definition of command from last week was talib al-fi'l. Seeking or request to do, command to do something or an action by one who is more superior than you. Today's lesson, inshallah, we're going to define fundamentally an-nahyu. And that is the definition of an-nahyu, a prohibition. The definition of prohibition. And that is talab al-kafi ala wajhi l-isti'la. Talab al-kafi ala wajhi l-isti'la. And that is requesting one to refrain from something. And a request to refrain from something. A request to refrain from doing something, saying something, believing in something by one who is more superior than you. By one who is more superior than you. This is a nahi. Talab al-kafi ala wajhil isti'la. A request to refrain from something. By one who is more superior than you. And that is here Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Bila shak. Without any doubt. وَمَعْلُومَ أَنَّ النَّبِي صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ أَعْلَمْ مِنَّا حَقِيقَةً He sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is no doubt more superior than we are. Which is why he said مَا نَهَيْتُكُمْ عَنْهُ مَا نَهَيْتُكُمْ عَنْهُ That which I have forbidden for you or to you. That which I have prohibited. Yani the nahi. Talbul kafi ala wajhil isti'la. A request to refrain from something by one who is more superior than you. And that is the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wa sallam. Point number three. Fetch tenibu. Fetch tenibu. Oh, fi janib. Yani fakunu fi janibin. وَهُوَ فِي جَانِبٍ يَعْنِي اِبْتَعِدُوا عَنْهِ اِجْتَنِبُوا just does not mean don't do it. It means stay away from it. So that you are at one side and that prohibition is on another side. فَجْتَنِبُوا It means اِبْتَعِدُوا Stay away from that which he وسلم, has prohibited. Like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said فَلَا تَقْرَبُوا زِنَا Do not Go close to fornication. Do not fornicate comes through necessity. Do not come close or go close to fornication. Do not do those things which lead to fornication. Do not do those things which would end in falling into fornication. Staying away from it has the similar meaning here in this hadith. Stay away from that which he has prohibited. So be at one side. And it is at the other side. So far away from you. So as you don't fall into it. So as you don't fall into it. And then he says, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. In point number. Point number five. وَمَا أَمَرْتُكُمْ بِهِ فَأْتُ مِنْهُ مَسْتَطَعْتُمْ and that which I have commanded you to do, then do of it that which you are able to. And this again goes back to the definition, as we mentioned before, of, of al-amr, a command. And that was mentioned in the last lesson. And I, inshallah, if I were to ask my dear beloved ikhwah, what was the definition of al-amr? What is the definition of al- the command? 
I'm sure that you would say talabu fi'l ala waji al-isti'la the, the, the request to do an action and that includes speech, creed and all types of commandments from the Messenger وسلم, and from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the Messenger وسلم, ala waji al-isti'la by one who is more superior to you and here it is the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam amartukum bihi فَأْتُمْ مِنْهُ مَا سَتَعْتُمْ يعني افعلوا مِنْهُ مَا سَتَعْتُمْ أي مَا قَدَّرْتُمْ عَلَيْهِ Do that which you are able to do from the commands from the things that the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has commanded do that which you are able to يعني that which is in the realms of your ability that which is in the realms of your ability أي مَا قَدَّرْتُمْ عَلَيْهِ نعم and this brings us to point number five or six. And point number six, Barakalafikum, is an important point. And that is the Faruq and the differences between Al Manhiyat Wal Ma'murat. And that is the differences between prohibitions and commands. In this hadith, both are mentioned. The prohibition is mentioned. Uh, and the command is mentioned. مَا نَهِيْتُكُمْ عَنْهُ فَاجْتَنِبُوهُ The prohibition is mentioned. وَمَا أَمَرْتُكُمْ بِهِ مِنْهُ The commands have been mentioned in this part, portion of the hadith. So what is the difference? This is the title for point number uh, six. And that is, مَا هُوَ الْفَرْقِ بَيْنَ الْمَنْهِيَاتِ وَالْمَأْمُرَاتِ What's the difference between uh, prohibitions and commands? What's the difference between the two? And we're going to take kalam from Ibn Qayyim Rahimahullah Ta'ala To explain this And also from fundamentally the statement of Shaykh Al-Alam Muhammad Ibn Salih Al-Uthaymeen Rahimahullah Ta'ala Alayh And he says Ibn Uthaymeen Ibtida'an Anna al-manhiyyat qala fiha fajtanibu And that is that regarding the prohibitions The Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said Stay away from it indefinitely, unconditionally. Stay away from the prohibitions. He did not say, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, leave that which I have prohibited according to your ability. No, he said, just leave it. Uh -huh. And that is because a nahi or a kaf and fi'il, kullu insan yastati'uhu. Because every individual has the ability to leave something. Everyone has the ability to leave something. As for complying to the command, And that is that you have to produce and you have to do. And that and that thing that is required to be done, maybe you have the ability, and maybe you don't have the ability. Like doing Hajj. Like doing Hajj. In the Messenger وسلم, said in the Hadith Jibreel that we studied a few weeks ago, if you have the ability to do it, that is the, that is the affair of the command. But as for the Nahi, you leave it indefinitely. 
Because regarding the command, the Messenger sallallahu said, "Fatu minhu masatatum." And this is amazing benefit from the ta'bir of a Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Ta'birun nabawi, the term and wordings of the Messenger sallallahu alaihi so intricate, so intricate and daqiq. In that he sallallahu alaihi wasallam made a difference between prohibition. And uh, that which is connected to our 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 uh, relationship to our relationship to the prohibitions and and commands and our relationship towards the commands commands if you are able to do it prohibitions leave it indefinitely because every individual is able to leave but not every individual is able to do. That's what Ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah he mentions, and from the. Fawaid that we can take from uh, Ibn Qayyim rahimahullah ta'ala in his Kitab al-Fawaid, amazing book that Ibn Qayyim rahimahullah ta'ala gathered a lot of benefits and ahkam rulings, lata'if and so forth, fruits from different masail, different issues. Is this affair here? And that is where he said, rahimahullah ta'ala, qala sahal ibn abdillah, he said that sahal ibn abdillah rahimahullah ta'ala from, from the, 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 the predecessors, he said, rahimahullah, he said, not fulfilling a command He said, not fulfilling a command in the min nahi. He said, not fulfilling a command, disobeying a command is more severe than falling into a prohibition. This is a benefit that Ibn Qayyim brings, showing the difference. That the one who falls, who does not fulfill a command, it is more severe as it relates to sin-wise than the one who falls into a prohibition. Than the one who falls into a prohibition. And we're talking about the one who leaves a command, and the command that he is able to do. The command that he's able to fulfill. The one that leaves and doesn't do this command. He's leaving of the command that he's able to fulfill and, and uh, uh, implement. Is more severe sin-wise as it relates to sins. Than the one who falls into a prohibition. And this is the reasoning behind his statement. Rahimullah. He said. لِأَنَّ آدَمَ نُهِيَ عَنْ أَكْلِ الشَّجَرَ فَأَكَلَ مِنْهَا he said, and that is because Adam والسلام, was prohibited or forbidden to eat from the tree. Our father Adam and Nabi وسلم, was prohibited from eating from the tree, but he ate from it. But then he repented. And that is that the individual Iblis was commanded by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to prostrate to Adam alayhi salatu yasjud. And he did not prostrate, he disobeyed Allah's command. And he didn't repent from that disobedience. And he didn't repent from that disobedience. 
And Ibn Qayyim, rahimahullah, he mentions in other in other places regarding this affair the reasoning behind this, and that is that because Adam والسلام, he fell into the prohibitions due to desires. But as for Iblis, he did not fulfill the command except it was out of arrogance. And falling into one's desires is ahwan, is less of in severity than the one who doesn't do an action out of arrogance and kibr, out of arrogance. Which is why Ibn Qayyim says, Rahmullah ta'ala, and the dhamb nahi, the sin of falling into a sin or the uh, falling into a prohibition, the sin of falling into a prohibition, masturuhu fil ghalib shahwatu wal haja. And that is that the predominant reason for one falling into a prohibition is following is the uh, is the desires or a need. وَذَنْبُ تَرْكِ الْأَمْرِ مَصْدُرُهُ فِي الْغَالِبِ الْكِبْرُ وَالْعِزَّةِ And as for leaving a command, the predominant reason for one leaving a command is due to arrogance and pride. And the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we know, he said, وَلَا يَدْخُلْ جَنَّ مَنْ كَانَ فِي قَلْبِهِ مِثْقَالَ ذَرَّةٍ مِنْ كِبْرِ and we know that the person who has a mustard seed of arrogance will not enter into Jannah. So there, ya ikhwati al-kiram, it shows the severity of not following the command when you're able to. And that it is more severe in sin than the one who falls into the desires but as for the one, obviously, that does not fulfill the command because he doesn't have the qudra, then this does not enter into the picture. The second angle, or third angle, Ibn Qayyim, he mentions, rahimullah, to show that um, the difference between uh, the prohibitions and commands. He says, And that is, fulfilling a command is more beloved to Allah then leaving a prohibition. Fulfilling a command is more beloved to Allah than leaving a prohibition. And the text in the Quran and the Sunnah shows this. And he brings a proof and that is in the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Ahabbu al-a'mal illallahi ta'ala as-salatu ala waqtiha as-salatu and this is a hadith which is in Sahih Bukhari. And that the Messenger وسلم, he said that the most beloved action to Allah is prayer on its time, on its appointed time. Now, so the most beloved action to Allah is a salah, yani the, the fulfilling the command, aqimu salah. The command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala established the prayer. This is a amr. And this is the most beloved to Allah. And in the hadith, he mentions other things as well. And all of them are commands. Now, another angle that Ibn Qayyim brings, rahimullah, 
uh, is that أن الفعل المأمور مقصود لذاته وترك المنهي مقصود لتكميل فعل المأمور and that is he said <coughs> رحم الله that doing an action فعل المأمور doing an action is required in its essence يعني in its essence it is required in its essence but as for leaving a prohibition, it's to perfect the affair of command. It's to perfect the affair of command, the doing of, a, uh, of an action or a command. And he brings examples of this so he can make it clearer, inshallah, for my dear beloved brothers. And that is, نَبَّهَ سُبْحَانُهُ تَعَالَىٰ عَلَىٰ ذَٰلَكَ فِي نَهِي عَنِ الْخَمَرِ That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala prohibited drinking alcohol. بِكَوْنِهِمَا يَسُدَّانِ عَنْ ذِكْرِ اللَّهِ وَعَنِ الصَّلَاةِ And that is that, Alcohol, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned, is prohibition due to it preventing one from making the dhikr of Allah and the prayer. So therefore, leaving alcohol and intoxicants and so forth is a way to preserve the dhikr of Allah, which is a command. Remember me and I remember you. Dhikr. In order to establish the dhikr and also a salah, the prohibition of khamr is the perfection of that command. The prohibition of drinking khamr, khamr, yani alcohol, prohibition of drinking khamr, alcohol, is a perfection of the command of remembering Allah and the command of establishing prayer. So the prohibition leaving the affairs of that are being prohibited is in itself a completion of the command. But as for the command, it's itself within itself and it's not a fair of completion. Now, after this, inshallah, point number uh, seven, and that is that the Messenger وسلم, he said that inma uh, na'am. Where he said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, in this hadith, فَإِنَّمَا أَهْلَكَ الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِكُمْ كَثْرَةُ مَسَائِلِهِمْ وَاخْتِلَافُهُمْ عَلَىٰ أَنْبِيَائِهِمْ And that he said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, that indeed that which has destroyed those before you is their unnecessary uh, questioning. Their plenty, their unnecessary and excessive questioning, and their opposing and disagreeing with their prophets. Now, regarding this uh, point here, the Messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam said, "Alladina min qablikum, inma fainma ahlak alladina min qabl." Those before you, and this includes the Yahud before you, yani the Jews, the Christians, and other than them. But that which comes to uh, the mind, al mutabadir. That which comes to mind immediately is that it's the Jews and the Christian. It's the Jews and the Christian. Those who've been given the book from before you. So before you, when it's mentioned in the text, that which comes to mind is the Yahud, is the Jews and the Christian. But this, in fact, also incorporates Jami al Umm, all of the nations before. Min qablikum. But that which is closest to our period is the, the period of the Yehud and Nasara. 
So the Messenger وسلم, said min qablikum, that they were destroyed. Point number nine. Point number nine. Uh, the excessive questioning and their differing with their prophets. Um, regarding this affair, there, there's two different types of meanings that the ulama have extrapolated regarding this portion of the hadith. And that is linguistically. It's linguistically. I'm going to go through this, inshallah, as, uh, as quickly as possible and simplify it as much as I can. And that is that. And that is that there are two different types of linguistic um, connotations that are mentioned in, in this hadith. The first of all is that the simple disagreeing, the simple disagreeing with their prophets is um, the reason of their destruction. And that is if we make وَإِخْتِلَافُهُمْ have dhamma اِخْتِلَافُهُ اِخْتِلَافُهُمْ It has dhamma اِخْتِلَافُهُمْ It has dhamma يعني any the not not a limited or a specific number any type of differing from the anbiya and the prophets has caused them to be destroyed اِخْتِلَافُهُمْ It's a separate issue in itself and it can also have kasra فيهم, not فهم, فهم. And اختلافهم means that it follows كثرتو مسائلهم كثرتو مضاف مسائلهم مضاف واختلافهم and that wow is and conjunction which takes the ruling of that which is before it كثرة meaning the excessive questioning and they're excessive differing from their prophets. So the first meaning is any type of differing from their prophets has caused them to be destroyed. And the second meaning is that which destroyed them was their excessive differing from their prophets. These are the two meanings that the ulama have mentioned regarding this portion of the hadith. And that which is awla and that which is aqwa, stronger, is with dhamma on the fat. Of ikhtilaf and the domir hum after wa ikhtilafuhum dhamma fuhum dhamma on the fa this means any type of differing that occurred with them destroyed them they're different from the anbiya and they're different in differing from their prophets and this issue of the differing some of the ulama who've done a sharh of this uh, hadith have said that the reason why this destroyed them because differing from the ulama will cause differing upon, in the, in, in, amongst the people. Uh, differing from the, the, sorry, their prophets, differing from their prophets, not ulama, I mean differing from their prophets will cause differing amongst themselves. It will cause tafarruq, it will cause a division and in that they were destroyed and in that they were destroyed. So in it it shows the importance of sticking to the anbiya and sticking to the prophets. And fundamentally sticking to the Khatim and Nabiyyin and Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Muhammad ibn Abdullah, the seal of the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. As he Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, La Nabiya Ba'di, 
and there is no prophet after me. So the opposition of the Messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam will cause destruction and demise, and will take away the ruh and take away the strength of this ummah if they oppose the Messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And the Messenger sallallahu alaihi warned us with this when he said, أَهْلَكَ الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِكُمْ كَثْلَةُ مَسَائِلِهِمْ وَاخْتِلَافُهُمْ عَلَىٰ أَنْبِيَائِهِمْ That which destroyed those before you was their excessive questioning and their opposition to their prophets. And this reminds uh, regarding the excessive questioning and you can say this is point number 10 regarding the excessive the excessive questioning and this obviously is from the sifat of the Yahud and this is from the characteristics of the Yahud as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he said that verily Allah commands you to slaughter a baqarah and the Yahud they ask many questions. What's the color? What what's the color of that 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 cow? Uh, what does it do? What's his size? What's this? Blah blah. Asking excessive questions instead of obeying the command of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala to slaughter that cow. And Ibn Uthaymin rahimahullah Taala says, "Well, Yahudu, ashadu fi kathratil masala or masailah alati yuhlikuna." Biha or yuhlakuna biha, and that is that the Jews are the most excessive in asking questions, and that is in fact the, that which destroyed them, and that's why the Messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam has warned us in this hadith that we must not follow the way of those before us from the Yahud, him in their excessiveness in questioning, and likewise their opposing. Uh, the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam the Messengers alayhi salatu wasalam, the Anbiya sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that which reminds us that comes to mind regarding this affair is an athar of Abdullah ibn Mas'udin radiyallahu an where he said and it's, some, it's, an, it's a narration that has been mentioned quite a lot but there's no harm in repeating perhaps inshallah ta'ala it will, we will benefit from its repetition and that's his statement where he says, "Radiyallahu an, alaykum bi'ilm qabla an yuqbal, fa inna qabdahu bidahabi ahli alaykum bi'ilm." So tajduna aqwaman idauna anhum mutabin al-kitab la wa nabduhu wara al-zuhurihim, fa alaykum bil'ilm wa yakum wa tanatta wa tamak wa alaykum bil fa alaykum bil'atiq. Where he said, "Radiyallahu an, upon you is knowledge before it's taken away and it being taken away." Is by the death of the scholars, <clears throat> those who are own, who hold the knowledge. You will soon see a people who will claim to follow the book of Allah, but rather place it behind their backs. Yani they're not really following it. It's just lip service. So upon you is knowledge. And stay away from tabaddur. Stay away from innovations, bid'ah. Yani opposing the messenger, sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Tabaddu' is opposing the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ikhtilaf, opposing the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam by innovating. Watanattu wa ta'ammuq. And in that it incorporates philosophy which is in opposition to the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wa ta'ammuq. 
تنطع عن تعمق asking كثرة المسائل asking excessive questions so Abdullah ibn Mas'ud is saying stay away from bid'ah stay away from uh, philosophy and uh, tanatu is actually um, uh, asking too many questions excessive questions and stay away from ta'amuq and that is ask uh, philosophy and so forth making the intellect take precedence over the text stay away from these affairs so it was from the way of the sahaba to warn against these affairs that the messenger sallallahu mentioned uh-huh. Staying away from asking excessive questions and opposing uh, their messengers and the tabaddu' and innovating in the deen, introducing newly invented matters in the deen is indeed in opposition to the messenger sallallahu rather is contesting with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the messenger sallallahu in regards to legislation as if you can legislate that which the Messenger وسلم, did not come with. Naam. After this, Barakallahu Fikum, we'll conclude with um, some additional <coughs> uh, benefit that we can take, just general, general benefit, Barakallahu Fikum, that we can take from this hadith and some additional ahkam and rulings that may be extrapolated from this. And that is that an individual may say, <coughs> From the statement of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam نَهَيْتُكُمْ عَنْهُ فَاجْتَنِبُوا That which I have uh, forbidden for you to do, stay away from it. Does that include, one might ask, when there is khinzir, there is a pig, pork, or meita, or a slaughtered animal which has been slaughtered without blood flowing, from it and it's not slaughtered in a legislative way if that piece of meat and the pork or alcohol for example in times of necessity in times of necessity according to this hadith we cannot eat it some may say because the messenger sallallahu said that which I've prohibited you from doing then stay away from it so you can't eat the pork you can't eat the pork, you cannot eat, drink alcohol, you cannot do eat that meat that has been slaughtered in other than the way Allah has legislated with blood flowing, etc. So you cannot eat that, some say. Eat these things and drink these things according to this hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Al-Jawab, the answer is that in reality, we have a qaida in qaida fiqiyah or qaida in fiqh and that is la muharrama ma'al durura wa la wajiba ma'al ajaz I repeat la muharrama ma'al durura wa la wajiba ma'al ajaz where this principle of fiqh is there is no category of impermissibility in times of necessity and there is no obligation when one does not have the ability. La muharram. So therefore, eating pork, for example, when you're in a desert and there isn't any food and you're going to die of starvation 
You're about to die of starvation. I repeat, you're about to die of starvation. And you have not the ability to go forward. Not that you're hungry. You're about to die of starvation. You're in the, this is now the realms of necessity. Durura. Not need. There's a difference between need and durura. There's a difference between need, al-haja, and al-durura, necessity. Being hungry is a need of food. Starving from hunger is a necessity for food. In the state of this necessity in a desert where you are nearly dying of hunger, that pork is no longer impermissible. So therefore it does not fall under the hadith here where the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam he said ma nahaytukum anhu fajtanibu that which i have forbidden for you to do stay away because this pork now in this time of necessity is no longer prohibited so it does not fall under this hadith la muharrama ma'adhurura there is no prohibition in times of necessity and there is no obligation in times of incapability. A follow-up question as it relates to this issue here is how much should the individual eat? How much should the individual eat? The ulama have mentioned that for that, har- that pork, for example, he eats that which is sufficient to keep him alive, not to fill his belly. He eats that which is sufficient to stay alive, not that which will fill his belly. Naam. So he doesn't eat because he wants to fill his belly rather he eats that which is sufficient for him that will take him to the nearest place to eat something that is fundamentally halal and likewise with liquids so you eat that which is enough to keep you alive only and not more because then after it's kept you alive and you want to eat more this now goes under haja. This now goes under the category of need. And therefore, it falls under this hadith, because it's now haram. Because you, you do not, you're not in a state of necessity. You just want. So therefore, this shows the fiqh of this hadith, the importance of this hadith of Rasulullah wasallam. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he said, وَقَدَ فَصَّلَ لَكُمْ مَا حَرَّمَ عَلَيْكُمْ إِلَّا مَا تُرِلْتُمْ إِلَيْهِ وَقَدَ فَصَّلَ لَكُمْ مَا حَرَّمَ عَلَيْكُمْ إِلَّا مَا تُرِلْتُمْ إِلَيْهِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he said, and that which has been made clear and detailed for you is those things that have been made have been prohibited for you except that which you are compelled except that which you are compelled and that's the durura here that i mean 
When I say necessity, I mean you're compelled. That way you're compelled. Allah has not made that haram. And this is in Surah Al-Am, verse number 119. So therefore, that statement of the Messenger, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, مَا نَهَيْتُكُمْ عَنْهُمْ That which I have prohibited you from doing, then stay away from it. This is regarding those affairs, not from the affairs which are connected to darura, not connected to compulsion, and when you're compelled due to uh, saving your life and so forth, now. Ibn Uthaymin, rahimahullah ta'ala, uh, in addition to this, as, as, I, as I mentioned, he said that if an individual is dying of thirst, they drink alcohol if there is nothing else to drink. And they're in a desert where there isn't any water, any water in the ground, there's no water anywhere, there's no water, and it's dry and they're about to die of thirst. Then they drink, they drink it to stop themselves from dying of thirst. But as for the one who is just simply thirsty, then it is not permissible to drink the alcohol. But the one who is dying of thirst, about to die of thirst, then it's permissible for him to drink it. But as for the one who is just simply thirsty, then falaya juice. It is impermissible. And Ahlul Ilm, the people of knowledge, they say, And that is that if you're thirsty, alcohol actually increases your thirst. When one drinks alcohol, it increases the thirst. It does not repel thirst. So it doesn't aid that issue. But if one is dying, in a state where they're dying, and they need something like that, then it falls under the permissible realms. Now, again, that which is sufficient for them not to die and to save their life, then that here, Barakallahu Feekum, is not haram. Now. This is an amazing hadith, Ya Ikhwati Al-Karam. And in it, it shows, Barakallahu Feekum, that we have to stay away from that which Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala's Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has prohibited. And this nahi and this prohibition is Yashmur Al-Qaleeb Al-Kathir. This prohibition incorporates Small amounts of that haram and large amounts of that haram. Master, uh, the Messenger What I have prohibited you from. This is general. This shows generality. That is general. That all of that which he has prohibited, that we stay away. Whether it's a lot of it or whether it is a little of it. Individual says, I won't, I'm not going to do a, a, a hundred... Uh, a hundred thousand naira uh, riba. That's hundred thousand naira. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna stay away from that. That's riba. But as for five naira or something less, you know, it's it's a little bit. There's no harm. Yes, it's a harm and it's haram. As the Messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam prohibited all of those affairs, whether it is a lot of it or whether it is a little of it, as it relates to the amount, as it relates to. The amount now. And also, finally, we bring a benefit from this hadith that is Akadi. <coughs> uh, two affairs. And the first one is, is this is a sign 
of the Nubuwa of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is a sign of the Prophethood Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in that he's mentioned the affairs of those before us and how they were destroyed and that without doubt is through the Wahi and the revelation that Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala gave him that he was able to tell us that that which destroyed those from before were there uh, excessive uh, questioning and also their opposition to the messengers or their prophets alayhim salatu salam this is bilashak min alamat al nubuwa it's a sign of the prophethood of muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam the next the, the next aqadi issue that we can take from this barakallahu feekum is that in its refutation against uh, uh, the jabariya it's a refutation against the jabariya and the jabariya are a people that say that we do not have any choice that we the human does not have any choice we are like the leaves on the tree we are like the leaves on the tree that we move as the wind blows we do not have any control or any choice as it relates to how we move just like the leaf on the tree the leaf is there when the wind blows it moves west when the wind blows it moves east now when the wind blows so hard it drops they say the, 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 the people are like this. So therefore, the one who does a sin is not his choice. The one who does good is not his choice. And this hadith is a refutation against the Jabariya. It's a radd ala Jabariya. So that we don't have any ability. They said that man does not have any ability. And that he is compelled to do an action. That he is compelled to do an action that is not his choice. This is a uh, a statement of the Jabari and this hadith refutes it. As the Messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam, he said, "Wama amartukum bihi fatu minhu mastatatum," and whatever I have commanded you to do, then fulfill it and do it as much as you are able to do. So here, the Messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam has confirmed ability for us that we have istitaa, that we have the ability. He said, "Fatu." and do it that which you are able to do which means there are some things that we are able to do and there are other things that we do not have the ability to do and in this is a refutation against this this deviant group that say that we do not have make, uh, we don't have the ability and we don't have the ability to make choices the ability to do things but rather we are compelled like the leaf on the tree and the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam refuted it by saying, وَمَا أَمَرْتُكُمْ بِهِ فَأْتُمْ مِنْهُ مَسْتَطَعْتُمْ And whatever I command you to do, then do of it that which you are able to do. Naam. And with this, Barakallahu Fikum, we conclude. There are many benefits that we can take from this hadith. But in bi'idhni ta'ala, we've reached the 50th minute of this lesson. So we ask Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala to give us tawfiq, that we are from those who stay away from his prohibitions with ikhlas, and we are those who fulfill his commandments with ikhlas, seeking his reward, subhanahu wa ta'ala, ameen, wa sallallahu wa sallama wa barak, ala nabiyyina muhammadin wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in, walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.